All right, everybody. You know what time it is. It's Andy Dirks, your host of Get Your Game Right, your host of Time to Get Your Game Right. Get your mind right. We're having massively successful people. We're having people from all walks of life on the show. It's so fun to hear these different stories, and, and today's no different. Uh, you can hit us up at Andy Dirks Baseball, Realtor. My Instagram's Andy Dirks, or my Twitter's Andy Dirks12, and on Facebook, everywhere. So today, we're very lucky. We have a Nashville recording artist, which is, is going to be sweet to have. Uh, his name is Mac Watts. He's chasing a dream uh, to the full capacity of, of how you can chase it. Mac, it's great to have you on the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me. So Mac's uh, uh, previous love was hockey. So he was a, a hockey guy, and now he's transformed himself into a singer. Mac, just walk us through kind of the journey of, of you know, you, you had this big hockey dream, right? Yeah, that was uh, that was always it, man. Uh started skating when I was two years old um you know growing up in Michigan you, you're kind of born with skates so um you know started skating at two and you know went through high school and after after high school uh I went and played junior hockey in the United States Hockey League and um had some success there but you know, I, I'm man enough to admit it now. I was young and dumb, uh, <laughs> chasing a girl around, you know, uh-huh. uh, and uh, that kind of just kind of blinded me to everything I was doing. And, um, you know, I didn't see, didn't realize the opportunities that I had at the time, uh, you know, and, you know, that's okay. I mean, it just wasn't meant to be, I guess. But I guess, I guess at the end of the day, I should have listened to my parents more. <laughs> <laughs> we always go back to that. I don't know why. <laughs> I hate to admit it, but it, it's so true. <laughs> Without a doubt. So the hockey thing, and, and once, when, you, when you're putting a lot of effort and time and you kind of have a passion, and once, once you started realizing that the hockey thing wasn't going to be your path, and, and we always in life are always – finding these these roadblocks per se or a, a route that hey this one gets stopped how can we pursue the next one what was what was your next journey like and, and how did you overcome realizing you know man i kind of messed up this hockey gig i gotta find something else to do now what was your next step oh man i i pathetically hung on to the hockey thing for a little bit um after after i was done or after I got done playing juniors and whatnot, um, not a bad idea to go to college. Uh, so I started going to college, and I think I was still too young when I started because uh, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, you know, um, but I guess I'll tell you exactly when when I, I, when I first started playing guitar, this is what happened. That's when I realized uh, – you know, this, this would be a cool thing to do one day. Right. Mm-hmm. I, um, I was, I was at Western Michigan university and I was sitting in my apartment and pr- I probably should have been in class or something, but I wasn't. <laughs> and, uh, my Xbox broke and I'm like, dang, like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do right now? Uh, 
I can't afford a new one. And then my parents had bought me a guitar for Christmas that year and, um, or the, whatever that past year. And I was like, yeah, I guess I'll learn how to play that thing. So I, I taught myself how to play and, and I, I gotta, I gotta say it was brutal. It was very, very difficult and pretty, pretty sad to listen to when <laughs> I first started. Um, but, uh, uh, the, when I realized I wanted to do it was when I played my first gig, um, which was at a bar back in Michigan, which is no longer there, unfortunately, um, at Hogan's. You came to one of them, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I've been there. I think my wife got you that first gig, didn't she? That's her claim to fame anyways. I don't know if it's true. <laughs> <laughs> she, she she got me. Um, she was very nice and thought of me and got me a gig at Dugan's. Dugan's. There you go. That, that was my first paid that gig. That was my first paid gig, um, and it was great. Um yeah, no. I, I every time I every time I drive by Dugan's, I'm like, oh, I've played there. My friend Megan got me a gig. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I, I was at uh, I was at Hogan's, and you know, I was actually sitting in my living room at at one point uh, during the holidays, and I was strumming around on guitar and singing a little bit, and the owner happened to stumble on over and. Um, he's friends with my folks and, uh, he says, would you, would you like to play a couple of hours at, at the bar? And in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, um, I guess, you know, <laughs> I, 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 you really think this is okay? Like, do you think this is any good? And uh, I apparently thought it was, and, you know, like 200 people showed up. Yeah. And uh, granted, it was holidays and it was a reason to go to the bar and drink with all their friends. And, and Mac Watts just so happens to be playing music. And I, I feel bad for them. I, I wish those 200 people uh, would, I, and I think they are now, come, would still come to my shows because I have a lot more to offer now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You but, have to start um, somewhere, though. And, and really, to, the, the fear is always our biggest objection in ourself, right? It's that, that fear of, is it good enough? Am I ready? Should I go do this thing? And I, I think most people in life get caught up so deeply rooted in those fears of self-doubt that they never even go do it. Like you said, you know, now you're way better than you were then, but you have to launch it at some point. If you're really going to do it and strive to go chase a dream or, or pursue a passion, there's a point you just got to get out there and maybe get booed and be okay with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's, it builds character, man. Yeah. And the same people that boo you, you're not going to lose them because what'll happen is as Mac Watts got better. Now those people are like, I saw him when he was at, at, uh, at Dugan's and nobody even knew who the guy was or whatever, you know? And, and that's, what's cool about, I think, me in sports, you know, now it's funny because you, you have haters, you have these different people, you have a lot of people that are going through objections. So for me to get over objections, I always just had to know that this isn't the end result, but it's a stage that I have to go through to help me try to get to that final result. You know, for me, it ended up in baseball playing in the big leagues. 
but the path to the big leagues, nobody sees, but the people that were around it, they remember me when I wasn't as good. And they're like, man, that guy wasn't that good. I could have made it. I should have done this, but they weren't willing to put in the work or get the booze or get the jeers to make it to where I made it to. And you're going through that process right now in Nashville with your music, right? Chasing dreams and overcoming objections is what makes people successful. Absolutely. No, it's, again, it's just, it builds character. The the ones that persevere are, are, you know, it it could take, you know, they say it's a 10 year town. It could take 10 years. It could take a week. You know, it just, you got to put in the work, like you said. I think being a male vocalist too, you see a lot of guys really don't hit their prime till they're mid forties, 50 years old, you know, and, and there are the young and young guys who, who come out quickly, but then a lot of them, some of them are getting dissolved too, because they're just a pretty face that had a hit song and, and they almost overexpose themselves as opposed to building up the back end to be ready. Like a guy like Blake Shelton really didn't come into massive popularity until he's older. You know, and I think the female vocalists, they get these girls when they're like 16, like, and they, they write the, the labels, write them. And because they're relevant and popular where guys, for whatever reason, I feel like it takes longer for them to start actually putting some stuff together. Um, I mean, yes and no. Uh, at least in my experience, you know, I've seen some people have some great success and then not so great success um in the time that i've been here and i guess uh you're 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 not wrong i mean you're not wrong it it it, it takes time but you know i've noticed a lot of um a lot of people who are successful have been through the ringer a bit and uh you know taking the blows and and it's only made them stronger and one, their songwriting, which is huge. Um, you know, a lot of people, unfortunately, you know, a lot of people don't write their own songs anymore. Yeah. It's it's just times have changed. You know, that you get you get big time songwriters who are writing hit songs every week, and you know they have you know hundreds of songs in a Rolodex sitting on the shelf, just waiting to give away or sell, and they find you know some guy who can carry a tune and is, is good to look at, but they're not getting, you know, you're not, you're not getting like Blake Shelton's much anymore, at least in my opinion, you know, music's subjective. So, you know, everybody's going to say what they want to say and that's fine. But, you know, Blake Shelton is, is a good songwriter or he, he, you know, he used to be, I don't know how much of his own stuff he's writing these days, but Mm -hmm. his first, his first hit song, I believe, and I could be wrong, but was Austin. Yep. And that is a that is a beautiful song. I mean, people aren't writing songs like that anymore. It's unfortunate. And a lot of it is, it, like anything, where the media, where the radio, what people are pushing. Because the record labels can throw a lot of money behind a particular song and person and inevitably get enough reach to get that thing listened to. You know, absolutely. And, and that's where it's tough as an artist coming up, especially a songwriting artist to how do I make my songs relevant and how do I make myself relevant without somebody helping me push it? 
you know, and I think that's why these record labels are getting so big and they have a lot of control over the music industry uh, as a whole compared to what they did before because they have the financial backing. They have ways to get it out to the public. Right. Yeah, that's I mean, that's the hardest part is becoming relevant and then staying relevant. You know, that's I was just having a conversation about this the other day uh, with a friend of mine and. I just said, you know, just got to be relevant. How are you relevant to your producers? How are you relevant to your listeners? You know, why, what is, you know, what is the want for what we're trying to do here? You know, and it's figuring that out is the hardest part, I think. I mean, you can write a thousand songs and nobody may ever hear them. Or you write one great song and the whole world hears it then how do you follow that up? You know, how yeah. do you stay relevant and, and, and continue to make good songs? I mean, it, it's, it's a weird process, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah. A lot of trial and error. And the, the hard part, and this is kind of goes to my business side of things too, is understanding what the consumers really want. Cause I can, I can do things in, like in marketing and say this, this looks amazing to me. On paper, this should be dynamite. This should be the best thing since sliced bread. But when the consumers give you feedback or just don't listen to it or just don't uh, uh, apply to that ad and they, I get no response, I'm like, how is that possible? And then I put something out that I think isn't as good that gets better response. So that's where it's got to be extremely confusing as a songwriter to say, hey, I just wrote this song and it is amazing. And then you, you put it out and you're getting no plays, right? Or something. Right. And it's like, how is that possible? <laughs> and then you put something else out and it's more popular. So uh, I could see where that's, that's quite a journey. I mean, it's, you're exactly right. I, <laughs> I, I recorded a song in my bedroom on my phone and uh, I, I maybe maybe it was a timing thing. I don't know. Um, you know, I got more views on that, which th sadly th this is the world that we live in. That y you you worry about how many views you're getting on on YouTube or on <laughs> Facebook and all it's that. True, yeah. But it, it's you know what we have to deal with. But I I I got more views on on that one song that I wrote. It was right around. I wrote the song um, a few years ago when I was living down in Florida um, after the uh, that tragic Orlando shooting. Uh, I wrote a song called Crazy World, and I never showed anybody. And then the thing um, that happened in Vegas last year uh, at the Jason Aldean uh, show, it, it, it just it was another terrible thing that happened, and. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put this out there and just see if people respond to it. And I got so many responses. I couldn't believe it. And then I released, I released my, my first record and granted it's doing great. And I get a lot of great responses from that as well, but it, it took a little more time to get it going uh, as opposed to that one particular song. And I was just like, what the hell, what the heck's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. It's some of it's just that relevance and timing, probably, you know, mm -hmm. but let's let's dig into it, your your actual songwriting a little bit. Uh, you know, I've I've dabbled <coughs> in the guitar 
anybody that's never played guitar, it's, it's, it can be very frustrating, but very rewarding and fun, even if you don't pursue it as a career. And I always recommend picking up things, hobbies that, that challenge you like the guitar, but let's dig into your songwriting and, uh, and things that, uh, is it, are you trying to usually use like past life experiences to write songs or is it things that just hit you in the spur of the moment that you're putting down on paper? Is there kind of a, a, a reason? Is there a, a protocol you go by when you're writing a song? Um, there's no, there's never, I mean, unless I sit down and say, I'm going to write a song about this. Um, there's really no rhyme or reason to it most of the time. Um, but I always write, I always write what I know, because at the end of the day, your experiences, you know, help create who you are. And from a songwriter standpoint, at least for me, I, I write what I know. Um, so if you take, well, we'll, We'll take uh, the song Faith that I wrote. It's about my mom. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I wrote that two years after the fact uh, of her beating cancer. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, for me, it was, it it just kind of hit me. I I, I was driving, I was driving uh, back to Michigan to go open for a thousand horses um, at this hundredth anniversary at Selfridge Air Base, it was an, it was an unbelievable thing. So much fun! But I wrote the song on my way there uh, while I was driving. No, I wasn't literally writing while I was driving or texting while I was driving, but I was speaking in my phone these lyrics that. I didn't know if they made sense or not at, you know, while I was driving when I got home and I looked at it and I kind of structured it a little bit. I was like, man, this is great. So basically I'm writing what I know, you know what I mean? So, um, it was very, it was difficult because, you know, when you're writing a song like that, you got to kind of put yourself back into that place where you were at during the time and it was it was kind of a dark place um and sad i mean cancer is a horrible horrible thing and i don't wish it on anybody at at, at any at any level and um you know for me it was i want to write a song about i want to write a song to my mom for my mom about my mom um and 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 just how she made it through her journey with cancer and, and, and luckily thank God uh, beat it. So for that song, it was just writing that experience down. And, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a godly person. I believe in God and all that. And, you know, gosh, I went to 12 years of Catholic schooling, but this struggle with god and like why would you do this to to me selfishly why would you do this how could you do this to me like i you better not take my mom away from me i'm gonna be pissed Mm -hmm. um you know so getting into that mindset it's not fun but 
to be, at least in my opinion, to be a, a good songwriter. Not that I'm a good one, but I'm not bad. Um, you got to be able to go back to those dark places sometimes to uh, really get get a good song out of it. And um, I think I think I succeeded on that one. I'm very proud of that song. Cool. And and I mean the the pressure to do it right was probably there. I have a little clip of it. Let's let's listen in to uh, a little bit of Mac Watts and his song Faith. So that was a little clip of Mac Watson, his song Faith, uh, that he wrote about his mother's struggles and, and I'm sure your struggles as well. And and listening to the song, it's very it, it hits chords, I think, to most people that have been through maybe it's not cancer, but it's an issue. Right. And why is this happening? Why? Why? Why are we going through this struggle and, and try to make sense of the whole thing? Yeah, it's uh, it's been uh, pretty powerful. Um, the song itself is, it's a pretty powerful song. I mean, again, I, I I mean I wrote it. Of course, I love it and I'm proud of it. But it it really resonates with people, and, and, and in some fashion, it, it has resonated with many people. And you know, I've I've played the song in in bars here in town, and I've had you know people who don't know me come up to me afterwards and say, you know, crying mm. and, and saying that that song is, is so, so great. And they, you know, they tell me their story, whether it's somebody who passed from cancer or is going through it and, and they're just, they're thankful. And it, it, it's a weird feeling, you know, to like, what do you say to that? Someone comes up to you and they, they got tears in their eyes and, they you know they say thank you for for sharing your song it's like well thank you one for listening and appreciating it but that is one of the coolest feelings you can get um you know that's that's what music's all about whether you like the music genre that is being played or not if you listen to the words and it hits somebody hits him like right to the core i mean that is such a cool thing because as a songwriter you, or as as an artist you have the ability to to be the voice that uh for for people who who don't know how to maybe express themselves or um you know they they, they don't have the power i guess you could call it uh to to speak out about some things and and when when people people recognize it and they you know they they tell you about it i mean there's it's very rewarding i mean selfishly it's it's very rewarding especially a song like that that means so much to me that is touching people um on a on on pretty much the same level that you know, it means to me, it's a very cool thing. 
I've always and I've, for me, country music has always been. I'm, I love the lyrics. I love the stories. I love, you know, going through uh, from point A to point B in somebody's life in a song is is unique to me. And country music's always been that to me. I know other genres, it's that to other people. But sometimes I listen to other genres and I'm like, I have no clue what you're talking about. But this has got a decent little melody and a decent <laughs> rhythm, right? Like mm -hmm. this is where country music to me has always been more about true storytelling more in-depth like personal relationship type of stuff and i always say this there's really in america uh, music and sports are probably the two things that that brings everybody here together regardless of background race religion and and regardless of, of where we come from music and sports bring massive groups of people from all different walks of life together and they enjoy the same thing. And I, I think that's really cool, the way you can, can unite people like that through, like, uh, 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 your music, right? So, like, that song. You might have people that, like you said, you don't even know them. Completely different backgrounds, completely different uh, stages of life, walks of life, whatever it is. But they can relate to that. And I, there's something to be said about that and something that that needs to continue. Because there's not many avenues left like that that we have uh in this world yeah i mean yeah you're absolutely right i mean <coughs> excuse me um you know you, you think think of it like you know you go to a sporting event or you go to a concert and you get forty thousand people there everybody has their own story you know and but they're all there for the same reason. You know, they, mm -hmm. they are enjoying what they're watching or what they're listening to. And um, it, you're exactly right. I mean, that's the, that's the beauty of music. It, it brings people together uh, on, on, a, on a level that people probably overlook. But they're all there because they love a melody or they love a certain song that is written because... You know, it's it's a song about maybe what they're going through or reminds them of a better time or maybe it reminds them of a, of, of a worse time, but it got them through that 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 bad time they were going through. I mean, it's just I just love it. <laughs> yeah. What can I say? If, if I was like if I wake up in the morning and I'm getting ready to make the kids breakfast or whatever in my life, if and everybody's got a daily struggle. There's no, you, some days you wake up, I'm not a morning person, but if I turn on some good tunes, it takes me about a song and my mood's already better. And, and there's not many things in life that can do that to you. For me, music has always been essential. There's a reason athletes listen to music before they go and play. There's a reason Absolutely. that music's played in the car. There's a reason that music's always a part of everything, you, you, whether it's in advertising or whatever. It, it can you can stimulate an emotion just based off of the song right so yep. really you can put yourself into a good mood by listening to songs if you're having an issue over here listen to a song that like you said will help you get through it mac watts is is chasing his dream in nashville he's got an ep which i don't even know what that means uh <laughs> but it's called dynamite and he's got some songs out mac where can people find your music um <clears throat> well they can get it on iTunes. Um, they can. I, I we just made it to Pandora. 
So we're now on Pandora, Spotify, iHeart, you know, all the all the streaming platforms for music. Um, we should be on all of them at this point. Um, so, yeah, go go check it out, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go if, if go to Pandora and type in Mac Watts and use that as your playlist for the next week. You won't be disappointed. Go and check out. You can go to uh, MacWattsMusic.com also. I think you got a little store there. You got some cool stuff available there. Learn more about Mac and his journey. Uh, what, what's, what's the, the future of the rest of this, this year and, and going into uh, next spring and summer look like for you as far as scheduling and, and maybe some events you'll be at? Do you have anything planned yet? Um, we've got some stuff in the works at the moment. Uh, Working on right now, we are working on three new singles um, that will be coming out soon. I, I don't have a specific date, release date, but uh, you know, I'm very proud of the EP, my you know, my record, my first record here. But mm-hmm. I'm very excited for what we got coming up. Um, so. Next next summer, I I'm hoping to do uh, hoping to be on tour. That's cool. The, that's the plan, um, and uh, you know we'll we'll be playing we'll be playing shows up north because I love going up north. Any reason to go back home and play music and have a great time um, is is something I always take advantage of. So we'll be doing that a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I have a, I, I can tell you this, my, my new single coming out is called coming home. Um, it is, it's about, it's about the journey and, and being away. And then, you know, for me, it's always, I always go home. I I'm very proud to be from Michigan. I'm very blessed to have the life I have, uh, and, you know, growing up with the people I've grown up with and, blah 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 all that sappy <laughs> fun stuff but uh yeah you know that's 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 what we got coming up i mean just got a few singles coming out um and then uh i, I got a big big show coming up here in nashville uh, at a place called the basement um it's, it's like a showcase thing that we're doing and it's gonna be a lot of fun a lot of great artists on the bill that night um and then other than that, we're just constantly trying to, you know, move forward and write songs and um, get them recorded and, and make them the best that they can be. And that's that's what we got going here. How much and, and how much practice does it take? Because for me, you know, getting on a stage in front of people uh, could be fun. But you got to be on. You got to be on your game a little bit, especially if you're playing with other good art, artists, right? Do, do you and your band get together and practice on a daily basis? What's like? You go to the recording studio. Do you play with the same musicians, or is it kind of like, uh, you know, pick up a guitarist here, pick up a drummer here? What's that look like as you're as you're working through it? Um. Well, I, I have established my band, mm-hmm. so. I am playing with the same guys when when we do full band shows. Um, at first, you know, I've ha- I've had different people come and go. 
um, when I when I one of my first big shows, I actually was very lucky to play with. Let's see, my drummer, my drummer was part of it. <clears throat> Goodness, I need a drink of water. Uh, my drummer was part of the first big one, and um, he's still with me. And I had um, a very, very talented songwriter, my buddy Colin Cross. He played with me. Um, and then another very talented songwriter and amazing guitar player, uh, Eric Paul. He also played with me. Um, and then my buddy Keenan, he was our bass player. Um, so that was for our first gig. And then, you know, they decided to do their own thing, which is great. And I'm proud of them. And I wish them all the best in their journey. Um, so they, they, you know, they unfortunately didn't have time to continue to play with me, which is okay i mean in nashville this is nashville's a giant toolbox you know mm-hmm. and all the tools are here so you, you can find a great musician anywhere yeah <laughs> it's, it's yeah. amazing uh and i'm fortunate enough to have found my three guys um in my band uh travis caleb and josh um they're all very talented. So we don't need to, at, at this level, I mean, I, I need to practice every day because that's just my mindset and you should. Yeah. Um, but we don't, I mean, we don't practice, we don't get together every day and go over the tunes, uh, you know, a couple times, a couple times a month, and depending on if we have shows lined up, you know, we got a we got a show next next week that we have to do so we've been practicing um and just going over things just to stay tight and make sure you know we're not screwing up something so simple um which happens more often than i would like to say um but yeah i mean don't need to practice that much um cuz they're my guys are so talented they hear a song one time they'll know it, you know, in 15 minutes. It's pretty unbelievable, yeah. actually. Yeah, that is. That, that just shows you the, the level of talent that's out there. And it's, it's a lot like, you know, AAA big leagues. All these people are uber talented. And sometimes it takes a break. It takes the right timing. It takes some different things to get that shot uh, to get in the big leagues for guys. But it, it sounds a lot like baseball. Like right now, you could put a whole bunch of guys from different teams on the, on a team and everybody knows what to do. You know, it's like the, right. if you're a third baseman, you know what to do at third base. If you're a hitter, you know what to do when you're hitting and it all comes together uh, pretty quickly. You know, it, it, it doesn't take a lot. Uh, the biggest things that I see in baseball and in bands and, and uh, in the media and whatever is personalities. That's the hardest thing to fit a lot of times, egos and personalities and pride and things like that. Right. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I always, I've always said from day one, if I can't sit around and drink beer with a, a guy in, that wants to play music with me, I probably don't want him in my band. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I got to be able to hang with you, man. I'm, I'm all about the hang, and 
if I can't do something so simple as just sit in a room and drink a couple beers and, and shoot shit with you, then probably not a good fit. Yeah. And that's good to know. That's good to know up front because a guy might be super talented, but just not be a good fit for your band. And I'm sure right. you went through some of that. And just like anything that you do in life, you, it's a learning process. You get better as you go. You find things that work. The funniest, what's really funny to me is, especially in like my baseball career, when, looking back at a lot of it, there's, there's times where I thought something was so important and it took a lot of my time and my effort and my thought. And then I look back and I realized how minuscule and unimportant it really was, you know? And it's yeah, like, yeah. If I would have put my focus on, on just doing something simpler that was so much easier, uh, it would have been more beneficial for me. But I try to overcomplicate things, make things harder than they really are. I think that's human nature as opposed to now that I'm getting older and, and, and I'm taking advice my parents used to give me and using it a little more life seems a little bit easier at times. You don't get as overwhelmed. Like in my business now, there's times I'm like, I need to get 500,000 things done in one day. Well, really which ones are more are important. So get the important right. ones done. And a lot of them, they just kind of dissolve themselves. Absolutely. I mean, the, the world puts so much pressure on, on everybody. People just need to take a step back sometimes and realize what's important. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you know, there's, it, it's in everybody, everybody in the world. It's it, everyday life. It's like, just take a minute and relax, you know, or I don't, how rated R is this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's kids that listen to it, so not okay. too rated R. <laughs> all right, all right. So, you know, just people need to relax a little bit and quit taking life so seriously, you know. It, it's like, uh, gosh, what is that movie? Van Wilder. You remember that movie? Oh, yeah. Great quote from that movie. Don't take life so seriously, you'll never get out alive. Yep. It is so true. <laughs> that know? is actually very true. <laughs> it's like you just, everyone needs to relax a little bit. It, it's going to be okay. You'll get through it if you want to, you know. Yeah. And that leads to a lot of these young kids, like you said, the world and the pressures. Kids in today's generation have way more pressure than we had growing up. I call it that everybody's trying to live up to that Instagram life, you know, mm -hmm. life that they see their buddies or their coworkers or whoever. In, on Instagram and it, it puts a lot of stress and anxiety to live up to these expectations that aren't even real anyways. Yeah. It's sad. I hate it. I hate what social media has done to, you know, younger people. I mean, even, even gosh, even older people, doesn't matter what age you are. It, it's nuts. I mean, I'm so bad at social media because of that, you know, mm -hmm. social media is such a big part of what i do and what i'm supposed to do and everyone says you got to post post something every day and it's like i don't you know i it's not that i don't care like i don't care because it's just not that important to me like i don't need to let people know that i was out you know i went to the gas station today hashtag <laughs> filling up you know like you know like yeah. that 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 drives me nuts but it's the world we live in, so gotta gotta play ball a little bit. 
mm-hmm. but you know it's just it's sad that that that's that's what people look forward to or you know when somebody says hey did you go like my post today i want to get to you know a thousand likes it's like man i don't get a thousand likes ever so no i didn't go like your damn post <laughs> yeah yeah i think i think there's going to be a revolution and a change in some of this and we're seeing it a little bit where the like reality tv isn't really reality tv like we we need to start understanding these things and the sooner kids understand it the the better their life's going to be i think Absolutely. that the, the change that's coming is the wave of reality uh when once people start understanding how big of frauds people can be on social media it's almost get it to the point that it's laughable like is this really is this this is a joke right like nobody's this perfect nobody lives that way and and the longer you've you've been around life and the more things you've gone through and the more experience you have the quicker you just understand that and can move forward right but i think i think the cool thing that that the social media revolution uh is just starting to scratch the surface of is people just being real and yeah and then, and then there's there's people that are responding well to that they're like holy cow you're i'm not the only one that's felt this way like are you kidding like you know mac watts is just being mac watts he's not trying to uh put on this persona of something that he's not and people are actually starting to relate to that in a very positive way and then what's going to happen is all these the show ponies are going to uh start becoming the frauds right right i mean that's something that i'm trying to do with my baseball get your game right business my real estate business because when you're around these people on a daily basis and you see what they're posting, you're like, that's not true. That's not true. That's not right. true. That's not true. <laughs> you know, like, like living a lie. I mean, like, come on. It, it's more attractive. Like you're saying, it's more attractive to see real, like what's real in the world as opposed to some fantasy that people strive for that they may never succeed. And even if they, have gotten there it's like well are you happy because you spent so much time being fake do you even know who you are anymore that's a good point it's like just just be you there's nothing wrong with that yeah i think i think a good way to end this is don't worry so much about what you think the world is thinking of you or what other people are thinking of you right it's that fear that fear of of trying to make people think that you're really cool or trying to make people think this of you when in reality, the people are going to like you for who you are or they're not. Right. You don't, you can't have it all. You're, you're not going to get every person on the planet to like you. And the sooner that the young kids can start understanding some of those things and really just uh, buckle into who they are, what they're about, and they can be themselves and be comfortable in their own skin and not be so worried about, the, the teenage girl not be so worried about if her makeup's not perfect in this Instagram photo. And they, they show, Oh, look, look, uh, here's, uh, my avocado salad. Hashtag, <laughs> I'm so healthy. And then they pull into in and out burger and crush like two double cheeses and fries and Coke. Right. You know, that's what's happening. <laughs> exactly. So, so the sooner we can just be real with ourselves, I think the, the, the sooner we can find, you know, it's kind of that peace and that true success in life. What's life really about? What's success mean? You know, is it money? Is it fame? Is it fortune? No, we know it's not. It's it's that that underlying enjoyment and that happiness and being around great people. 
Absolutely. That's the one thing that my mother has always said is we're all good people. God bless her because there's a lot of crappy people out there. But at the end of the day, we are all good people. And you just got to you got to realize that the world will be so much happier if everybody thought that way. That's right. And a lot of it's just the condition and the culture they grew up in. That's it. Yeah. It's just the, the way that maybe the, their parents did it and the way their parents before them did it. So anybody that you see today, put on your smile. Be nice to them. Let's go out there and enjoy some life. We've had Mac Watts, a Nashville recording artist. He's got an EP called Dynamite. Go check it out. He's got some amazing songs. He's very talented, and he's come into this business, uh, uh, and he's going at it full force. Everybody, listen to his music. Support Mac. If you like it, stay with him. If you hate it, well, then you can go find somebody else to listen to. But I guarantee <laughs> I guarantee uh Mac's gonna keep doing his thing and, and I wish you nothing but the best buddy uh great success hit up Mac Watts check out his music hey man thank you so much and do everything he just said please <laughs> yeah without a doubt let's help Mac uh blow his music business up so he can keep putting out amazing songs Mac it's been a pleasure uh this is Andy Dirks on the get your game right podcast We're here to help you through life, help you get over roadblocks, having people who have been there and done that in all facets of life. Life's not always easy. It's going to throw you challenges, but you can get through them, I promise. Just keep with a good positive mindset and surround yourself with great people and go check out Mac Watts. Hit me up on uh, Andy Dirks Baseball on my Instagram account. I got uh, andy.dirks.realtor if you're looking for any real estate in Michigan and Andy Dirks 12 is my Twitter handle and we're all over Facebook. So just look up Andy Dirks and we have a few pages on there as well. Thanks so much for listening. We've had Mac Watts, the man, the myth, the legend, Nashville recording artist. (laughs) Love you, buddy. Best of luck. Love you, man. Thanks. Later.